0: everyone, welcome back to, you know who it is, well, not really. But it's this, your favorite it, conspiracy theorist. In the mind of a conspiracy theorist. Today we're going to talk about the rapture. And I'm not talking about the thing that you go about rapping and rhyming and getting all that together. No, we're talking about the rapture that a lot of things are talked about in the scriptures well, not in the scriptures, but in churchianity. and the fact that a lot of people believe that whenever the literally the shit hits the fan, that you're going to we're going to be raptured out of here, we're going to be called up in the twinkle of an eye in the moment, and that we're not going to have to go through any of the tribulation. And that's what I want to discuss. A lot of Christians um say this and they they truly believe that they don't have to worry about the uh the bad stuff essentially that the scriptures talks about and they take it from a a one verse that the word rapture is nowhere in uh, the scriptures New Testament Old Testament uh or even in other texts that uh that that date back to that time there is no mentioning of a rapture now there is a thing where we they say called up in the twinkling of an eye but see when you take a look at the scriptures you have to understand that it is talking about the feast the feast is exactly what's being represented and also whenever we're going to be called up that no man knoweth the hour, is that you really need to take a look at the Middle Eastern culture. What that is is that you have in the Middle Eastern culture is that um, with the bride and the groom and how after he prepares a place for his bride to live in, then he's able to come and grab her, take her to that area and they shall dwell there together. So it is a referencing to a marriage ceremony now, in the, the ancient text, where people come, and the rapture is a really more of a modern topic. It was not something that was even discussed or talked about. They, everyone understood. Because think about it this way. In the first century, the first, let's say, 70 years to 200 years of the Roman Empire and Christianity, don't you think, that whenever you're being rounded up and being taken to the arena and starving lions and starving animals are coming at you to rip you apart. That you're being hunted down and that you're going to be literally sacrificed. Don't you think the first century church would have been like man, I would love for the rapture to happen right now. Think about how bad it was for them. And yet they were not raptured out of here how did they not lose their faith why was their faith so strong because they were being tested by the fire they are being refined as the scripture says going through the fire to purge the iniquity out of yourselves and so they knew that they were going through the tribulation and that they would have to go through tribulation before the marriage ceremony took place before they would be Called up in the twinkle of an eye and and be a part of the marriage ceremony with Jesus Christ, Yahushua HaMashiach. And so with this, you have have, uh, Christians today are looking at the world and they're going, man, it's getting really bad, but you know what? It's going to get a lot worse and I'm going to be raptured out of here. So, for those Christians and those martyrs that went through the first century and second century, for us to sit there and think that us today shouldn't go through those same trials, those same hardships, is a disgrace. It is, a, it is not only a disgrace, but it is something that, that makes us today better then the first century church and what they had to go through. That is the thing that, that bothers me is the fact that Christians today have become lax and lazy because they have been given this false uh, narrative and this false hope that has nothing to do with the scriptures. It's interesting that, that God says that I am want to ha- have to, um, they're going to have to come out of Babylon. They're going to have to come out of this this mindset, this brainwashing, so that they will be my people. And in doing so, we have to understand that in the times that we're living in, we're not even in the tribulation. We're getting there rather closely. Now, a lot of people will come and say, Hey conspiracy nut here's this Bible verse right here this is how we know we're going to be raptured out of here so I I challenge you to go back and read what Jesus Christ said read the 24th chapter of the book of Matthew read it and as you read it it is in chronological order Jesus is telling us exactly what we should be watching for what seasons we should be paying attention to and when those seasons when they start to be seen when you start to see the changing of the seasons then you will know that your redemption draws nigh which means draws near and so when Jesus is saying that you're going to have to go through the tribulation he is literally telling you you're going to have to go through the hardships So when the first century church knew this and knew that the Messiah, the prophet in whom we're supposed to obey, that Moses prophesied about, then you understand why the first century church did not lose faith. They did not lose hardship. They did not lose their eye on God. They were focused and knew that what they were going through was exactly what the Messiah told them that they would go through. And so when we live in this time in which the tribulation looks to be here on the cusp, there's more things happening today. I was talking to uh, my, my sister and um, she's my sister, but she's not by blood. And uh, with my nieces, we were discussing about the rapture, and she's been reading the Bible, and it's one that I guide her, and she's been trying to find a thing about the rapture, and she was like, I don't see what these people say, and I said, well, that came from the Schofield Study Bible. Schofield Study Bible had this in there, the Oxford uh, gave out these Bibles to all baptist preachers and uh, you know and and put it out there for free and then in the study notes people actually believe the study notes over the word of god they believed in the man-made tradition over the word of god god tells us that in those latter days you're going to they're going you're going to be tested you're either going to be come out of Babylon and come out of man-made traditions or you're just going to stick in your stick with your man-made traditions and you will not be called up in a twinkle of an eye. And so when I was sitting there talking to her and she says, "You know, with what I've been reading, I feel like we're we're in the tribulation." I said, "We're we're at the cusp." I said, there was an event that took place back in 2012, 2014. And it was where Damascus, which has never been in Syria, which has never been destroyed in all the ages of its been existence. The scripture says there and lets us know that when it becomes a ruinous heap, then that will be uh, the beginning stages of the Great Tribulation. In 2012, 2014, Damascus, for the first time, became a ruinous heap. Look it up. Look it up. Look up at the pictures. The pictures that you see are described in the Bible in detail. And when you see that this is destroyed, you recognize that Jesus that gives us the time and the seasons that we're actually seeing the beginning stages of the great tribulation. I find, it, I find it alarming that people don't realize they think that a computer chip in their hand is taking the mark of the beast. It is in a way, but that is a more of a beta test to see if people will actually put a foreign object in their body without fighting against it. And so what the scriptures actually says is that it's going to be in your right hand or your forehead, which what it means in your right hand is your authority. Jesus is at the right hand of God, he is the authority of God, he is the lawgiver of God. Your forehead is your mind, your free will. And that when you get this, there is no saving grace after you receive the mark of the beast. The reason why is that the Bible is a very genetic driven scriptures and book. God is very detailed in genetics in the Bible. If you really take a look at the entire Bible you and start to actually look at it through the eyes of genetics and DNA manipulation, you start to realize that's the whole entire story is being told. Jesus, God, Jehovah, tells us not to mix plants, tells us not to mix animals, tells us not to do this and when you start to really look at that you start to go, whoa, wait a second Then that thing says in the days of Noah that means in the days of Noah there were genetically modified creatures and people and that's why all flesh was corrupted and that Noah was the last pure human in existence and that we're going to see the same thing and all of a sudden we have the coronavirus comes out and with the coronavirus that comes out now they're coming out with RNA, rewritable DNA. That's right, you heard me correctly. Rewriting your DNA. That there is the mark of the beast. When you take something that genetically alters you, that takes you and Put something in your body that rewrites your DNA, then your flesh becomes corrupted. It is not the original house of God. It is not your body is no longer the temple of God. It is being polluted by a foreign object just like this was in the ancient times. And so when you get this, see a chip in your hand, you can cut out. You can cut it out. I say, look, I repent. I shouldn't have ever got this chip. I repent and have the chip taken out. But if you rewrite your DNA, you can't go back and change that decision. You are forever changed at that moment. Your whole existence changes. You are not a pure human anymore. You've been genetically altered. The one thing that the scriptures tell us not to do and I find it interesting that more people will run and have this done because they are afraid of the big bad corona the new sea like cancer there are treatments and I'm a cancer survivor I have chemotherapy and radiation and I don't want to see anyone have to ever go through that and yes when I was younger I agreed to have certain things done so that I could be able to uh, survive my cancer, but yet they're coming out with a rewritable DNA that can cure, absolutely cure cancer. And that sounds like the greatest thing in the world. Why would you not want people to be cured of their cancer? and be completely cleansed of their cancer. Well, you would. You would want that. You wouldn't want to hinder that in any way, shape, form, or fashion. But that's where you have to make a decision. And the decision is, do I love Jesus more than myself, or do I love myself more than Jesus? Do I look at this world and say, okay, this is my heaven. Or do I look to God and say that's the heaven I want to go to? You have to make a decision to to live or to die. Scripture talks about that in detail. People don't want to address this and people want to avoid this but it does not change the fact that God is telling us when you take this there is no saving grace there is no getting around it and what happens when it becomes mandated and mandatory for you to get vaccine why do you think vaccines have been pushed so much in the past several years it's because of this very reason they know that people need to have it gradually be brought up and gradually done and as it is gradually done people become more accepting. And as they become more accepting, they don't see that they are the frog in the boiling water. They don't realize that the frog that's sitting in the water hasn't realized that they have been turning up the heat on that frog to bullet it alive. And that is exactly what these vaccines are. So if you believe that you're going to be raptured out of here, And you're going to be called up before any of this happens. Read the scriptures again. Thoroughly read them. And need to look at Messiah, Jesus, and what he says. And he tells us clearly what that is. In the 24th chapter of the book of Matthew. I'm now getting off my soapbox. I just felt like I needed to do this short podcast to put that out there for you to think for yourself and not be told what to believe or how to believe, but go back to the source so you know what you believe. As always, please pay attention to your surroundings because if you don't, you don't know what lies around that corner. Have a great one.